Welcome to As Seen on Internet, the show that brings you the tech news you need to know, as well as the best internet we could find. Today's show, we'll talk about Twitter's earnings and what they announced, an AR device that blocks ads from your line of sight, and what Facebook will do with your information after you die. Uh, but first, in the news of the week that caught my eye was an interesting acquisition that Twitter made. Twitter bought a site called Niche uh, that was reported to be bought for between 30 and $60 million. Uh, and this was Digiday reporting. What Niche does is it allows companies that manage uh, popular social media personalities connect with brands. So now what we have with Twitter is this ability for you to work directly with them to find these people who are creating this amazing content and, and be able to connect with them. It's also interesting, it gives Twitter this really unique way to kind of monetize on Facebook and Instagram and other platforms by connecting their stars, uh, who are obviously everywhere, uh, to be able to do it. Um, what else is going to be neat, I'm, I'm really looking forward to how they connect this with their Amplify uh, ad program. Being able to uh, allow your brand to find a video created by a niche stars and then turning that into a nice Amplify ad as brought out in the Digiday article uh, would be really, really neat. And uh, I thought there were some interesting thoughts from uh, uh, Matt Heindel at, at Razorfish, this threat to pure play creative agencies who now have to kind of take the role of a producer a as opposed to a creator. Um, so what, what do you think about this, Amit? Do you think other platforms uh, will follow on this? How do you think this is going to help with things? I mean, the, the, the purchase was really interesting in my perspective that, uh, you know, Google and YouTube have a, a very similar relationship. You know, these social media stars really started, you know, on YouTube first. And then media companies started buying them up, you know, companies like Big Frame. Um, you know, Google itself didn't really get into purchasing some of these media companies. They just started partnering directly with those influencers. And now, you know, big brands that have large, um, you know, ad buys with YouTube and, and Google, they have that direct access, you know, through that way. So, you know, it's a little bit interesting, the approach that Twitter took. Um, you know, we talk about, um, you know, we, we were talking about when Twitter first launched that, you know, it almost seemed more like a protocol mm -hmm. than an actual mm -hmm. service. And, you know, this seems to be, again, Twitter realizing the other businesses that are kind of attaching onto their service and now trying to monetize all their different revenue streams. Yeah, that's right. And Twitter did have a, a really interesting uh, earnings report this week that we'll get to later in the show. Uh, but there was another uh, unique change in, in Facebook or in, in advertising on social that Facebook announced this week, Amit, right? Yeah, so Facebook finally, they, they announced something called ad relevance. And this is something that's really going to help brands out a lot um, that, that advertise heavily on Facebook. Um, what ad relevance is, is basically it's, it's a single number that tell from uh, from one to ten that tells you how relevant your ad was, you know, and that could be based on how you targeted it. Um, was it the right time of day that you uh, pushed out your ad? And basically, you know, if your ad reaches ten, um, you know, the, the the more positive interactions that your ad gets. Um, the higher the ad's relevance score is going to be. And then the more times yeah. that your ad is going to show up, you know, in the newsfeed, the more efficient uh, and, and least co less costly that yeah. your ad is going to yeah. be. I think it's going to be super helpful to, to people without all the sophisticated technology and also experience that really haven't written a lot of ads before. Mm -hmm. Finally, you got a number. I, I'm curious if it's going to be 
something like the the Google numbers of PageRank, where it's really, really impossible to get those <laughs> high up numbers. We're going to see everything in like the three to seven range, or if this is going to be something that you'll be able to know right away and search for on this. Uh, it is that it is that kind of nice barometer on on testing your creative and how you know to do it. So interesting thing to come. I think they said that it will start being available to people with ad accounts uh, this week, which will be good. Amazon had a really interesting product they launched this week called Amazon Giveaways. Uh, and this is TechCrunch reporting. Uh, Amazon announced this new self-service tool that allows people to, um, to, to give uh, giveaways on its site. And it's really neat because anyone's kind of eligible to run these sorts of promotions. Mm -hmm. uh, so authors, marketers, brands. What's nice is that you can just say, I want to give away 50 of these things being sold on Amazon. And bam, the whole thing is right there and easy for you to exec uh, execute and go. Another thing I love about it is that it's going to be leveraging Amazon shipping capabilities. So they're handling all the distribution. So, you know, we're in the past where we've had to create these, you know, long-winded kind of stuff and it'd be a pain to fulfill it. It is now so easy just to set this up on Amazon and go uh, to do it. Uh, so very easy for the advertiser or the brand, brand to set up. Um, and I think there's also no cost, right? It's only a cost yeah. uh, for beyond paying for the products that you do That's to it. do it. Yeah, oh. you just need a credit card. I mean, could you imagine the... Uh, <laughs> The, the bloggers that are that are going to run towards this right now no. I mean this is going to be a you know a, a just a huge swarm of bloggers that are going to be using this I feel yeah yeah I mean when you write your book and man I'm sure you'll give away your first 10 copies of it of it <laughs> on there as well Absolutely. I think there were there were two options to how they distributed this we're gonna have uh, there's gonna be this first come first serve so there was a giveaway given to the first people to kind of move and act on it you can see how this rewards those people who are moving quick and acting quick. The other one that was interesting is that every X person wins, almost like uh, the old radio call-in days of old. Every 10th person wins to, to get more entrance to do it. Uh, that'll be really neat on there. I saw that there's a giveaway for a five-pound bar of chocolate <laughs> from Hershey's. Uh, I kind of want that right now. That's, a, you know, there's, that's an interesting angle. I wonder if you know, there's so much stuff that could kind of be sold on there that's kind of weird. Like the, the amount of hype that you could get for being one of the first to give away something completely wacky uh, is a really interesting angle to, to get a whole bunch of stuff on there. So really interesting stuff from Amazon uh, going on there. No cost to use. I think you just need to sign up on the account and it'll be ready to go. Yeah, and I think there's a limit of $5,000 worth of product. Yep. Um, so nope, you can't give away a car, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, More maybe a cheap car. More to come on that. <laughs> Next, uh, taking us on to an interesting change that, that I think you, you've seen a lot of people talk about is, is what happens to your data, um, what happens to your data uh, should something happen to you? And, and amid Facebook, and I think I saw something from Google too, uh, about legacy context. What was this story? Yeah, so, I mean, everyone's going to die uh, eventually. It's, it's not a, a great content, uh, concept to bring up all the time, but it's a reality, uh, you know, that we're all going to face. Um, and, and Facebook has... Um, recently uh, changed in their in their settings um, they're allowing people to have a legacy contact so if you die who's going to take over your Facebook account and you know not only will they be able to accept you know new friends or people that may that may want to be your friend you know after you after you pass um, but they also will memorialize your account you know Facebook doesn't want a ton of ghosts um, and, and given the scale that they now have, 1.4 billion people, this is like almost half of the total population of the, the internet users uh, in the world. So, you know, people are going to pass away um, that have a Facebook account. Yeah. And, and this is a great way for to allow, yeah. you know, your legacy contact to take, you know, download your pictures, yeah. 
post a new cover photo, post a new uh, profile photo, yeah. uh, and then you know write something yeah. really really beautiful on your. And I, on your page. I saw Google doing something similar too, where they'll set up a, a time period. Uh, where if you don't log into any Google service after X amount of time, it'll allow you to, it'll give you a warning one month. So say you set it for three months after two months of not logging in, uh, you'll get something sent to you that says, Hey, we're going to give a chance for somebody else to access all your information. And then the, the information is turned over them allowing that stuff. And I know personally, I, I have all this stuff, uh, the, these emails that I've sent uh, to my children that I, I just want them to read. Uh, I'm so happy that, that I'm going to make sure that stuff's going to be able to get to them. So interesting things there. Uh, even more interesting was what Twitter uh, reported this week in, in conjunction to their earnings. There was kind of two big announcements here uh, built on the back of their earnings call. Um, we'll get to the earnings in a second. But, but Amit, talk about the deal that they just struck up with Google here. Yeah, so they, they struck up a deal with Google to allow tweets to now show up um, in Google search results. And, and they did that through... Uh, what they call the the Twitter firehose, yeah. and and the firehose, if you don't know, it's basically it's a direct, basically port into Twitter's data sets, and you can see every single tweet um, that was ever published. How much data are we talking here? I mean, we're talking terabyte, not even terabyte, exabytes of data. Yeah, I think that, I think I saw something <laughs> that there's about six thousand tweets every second. Wow. Most of them about One Direction. <laughs> So yeah, we should see we should see um, these tweets coming up into the into the search results later this year. So we saw it before, but this is a way that you know t- Twitter wants to get back into real time um, search search results. How do you think? Do you think it's going to be hard to show up on on the pay on the front page of Google? Like I know Google wants to use this to surface stuff. I'm just thinking is my my tweet I made in, in bad judgment screaming at a baseball team I didn't like from six years ago. Is it somehow that going to come up? Like, it's, it's, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. There. I mean, six years, probably not. I'm sure, you know, they have some sort of algorithm in place that's really mm-hmm. only going to be taking things that are current. Um, and, and it's not as though you can't see tweets, you know, within the, the, the search results already. Yeah. Yeah. You can find them. It's just, I think it's going to be how they're displayed yeah. in the search results and 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 put them more in a user user friendly way. Yeah, yeah, it'll be re- it'll be really interesting if Twitter extends some of that functionality on retweeting favorites right in the results of the Google search homepage. Right, Google mm-hmm. is notorious for wanting you to do as much as you can off that search results page. Right, Will right. they take that full functionality? Well, oh, maybe you'll see the Twitter card activations and being able to buy stuff from right from the results there. It'd be a- be absolutely fascinating if they can do it. Um, there was uh, some other things I think I want to use for is when you're dealing with an influencer, right? Somebody that's that's written thousands and thousands of tweets, just being able to go back in their timeline and search for very specific mm-hmm. mentions. There's a huge practical application there, right? Rather than screening these manually, just drop a, a nice query there into Google and be able to find all this stuff right away that was on there. Kind of says something about Twitter's own search capabilities, you know, that they got to yeah. go to Google to yeah. get the best search, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's interesting. There's some other interesting things in Twitter's report uh, that, that I picked from out of there. Uh, they announced earnings. Uh, earnings were great um, based on revenue, and then their non-GAAP profit beat expectations dramatically. Um, there was this interesting deal they had with Yahoo Japan and also Flipboard to run some of their promoted tweets in there, uh, which will be a great way for us to to reach more people on those content sites and also a, another great way uh, to reach this. But these revenue increases are, are coming very interestingly because there wasn't that big of a growth in monthly active users. And I've seen them be very, very, very restrictive 
on the amount. And they used to tout that monthly average, average user number around all the time. Um, now we're getting it less frequently. And the most frequent one was that their monthly average users increased only 4 million uh, up to 288 million. Uh, but year over year, that's about a 20% growth. So some, some slowdown there. Uh, but what's interesting is that how, how Twitter's kind of measuring engagement or timeline views, uh, those are up just a little too. But what's interesting is that Twitter is now getting better at monetizing those. So they're getting smarter about being able to do that and, and starting to turn some significant revenue and uh, non-GAAP uh, accounted for profit on there. You know, Co- Costello stated that he expects that one ad will be run for every 20 tweets in someone's timeline. Huh. You know, that it's not where it is right now, but yeah. I mean, what do you think? Yeah. You think that that will ruin the, the experience? It's one of those, like the best ads, it, it seems on Twitter more so than any other platform, is that I kind of don't even know that I'm seeing an ad sometimes. There, mm-hmm. there's I'd say maybe, this is anecdotal, what, 10% of them, I, I know right away this is an ad. But there's so many times that they, I don't know if it's the way people are writing for the platform. I don't know if they're just that amazing at matching up the algorithm to me to know exactly what I like. But I find myself almost being less offended by Mm-hmm. Twitter ads than than on some of the other platforms that are that are kind of right in my face. Like my Facebook, uh, the promoted stuff that's shown up on my Facebook recently has been absolute garbage. Yeah, absolute garbage. Where do you think Twitter is going to be in in a year's time? You think it's going to get to Facebook? Uh, it's not it, not user growth. Yeah, but yeah. You know, it's profitability. It's funny. It's the one site that I think everybody in the world is familiar with. Uh, but there, nobody, people who want to use Twitter are pretty much already on it. You know, my mom knows a tweet. She knows a retweet. She knows the hashtags. She has no desire to ever log into Twitter. I don't even think she ever even wants to. So I don't know where their their, their growth is going to come from. Is it going to come from better ads or have their users maxed out? Uh, you know, it's hard to tell. What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know about Twitter long long term. Uh, well, I sold my stock in Twitter, so we'll <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> gotcha. Nice, nice. Uh, so that includes the news segment of it. Uh, the next stuff we want to talk about is really interesting stuff that we saw people build. And one of the greatest parts about this job uh, is that we get to see and we're responsible for surfacing amazing executions on the Internet. Uh, and there's some stuff that I, that I saw here that was absolutely amazing this week. So it's uh, no surprise to many of you that I absolutely love video games. <laughs> I love I love playing them. And I've been obsessed recently with Twitch. Uh, Twitch, the site that allows people to live stream video games. Uh, for many people that have never seen it before, when I explain it to them, they're like, why in the heck do you want to watch somebody play a video game that you don't even know? Uh, but it's nice. They, I, I Pretty much every night I, I kind of fall asleep watching some of my favorite streamers uh, out there do stuff. And you're starting to see this. You know, live streaming certainly isn't, isn't a new thing at all. We've been doing it for lots of different things. What's amazing is the type of stuff that, that I'm seeing people uh, come out and do it. Uh, so there was the next web um, shared a site called Watch People Code, uh, saying Watch People Code might be the, the next big thing. It's like Twitch where you can watch people do things and then they're coding. So you see people talk about the stuff that's due there. And if you've ever tried to code or build something, understanding from another human being how the computer language works is, is absolutely fascinating. So we're still seeing this in, in the kind of the tech uh, mainstream right now or in the harder core stuff with video games, with coders. But do you think it's going to go more places? Just this phenomenon of watching people do things? I mean, if they can watch people code, I code it. <laughs> I mean, coding, yeah, man, yeah. it could be some of yeah. the most boring stuff. What if they miss like a semicolon and you're going to have all these compiler <laughs> right? errors? <laughs> right? What would watch people watch people code chat? Twitch chat is known for being notoriously bad. But it's funny. I mean, I, I'm looking at Twitch right here. 
Um, the, the number one game on here is League of Legends. Guess how many people are currently watching League of Legends? Oh, I don't know. Let's say a thousand. 260,000 people oh are watching other people play League of Legends. Wow. Um, Hearthstone, my personal game, has 44,000 people around the world. And wow. there's making, people making these significant careers on it. So, I, you know, I could see it extending. We've had this, you know, people cooking shows are ex- very, very popular from that third-party perspective. I would love a live streaming cooking show, watching people wearing a GoPro or using the camera on Google Glass to kind of co- to, to do this stuff live would be absolutely fascinating. That's I mean, are people making money playing video <laughs> games like this? There's Yeah, there's significance. So Twitch works very interestingly where you can have people donate or, or subscribe to your channel. And then lots of people get these huge, massive donations. They use this. Uh, the people who are typically the most popular are the ones that get invited to the tournaments. The invitational is where you make money. So there's people who uh, made a full-time job. There's a Really great article in the New York Times uh, that we'll put in the show notes about a guy called Trump who plays uh, StarCraft. And I think he graduated from NYU with a degree in economics and um, was was looking at finance jobs or, or banking jobs and switched over to this um, because he's just – it's such an amazing, amazing personality uh, to watch live and go there. So, yeah, people are making significant money doing this. Uh, there's even a whole thing for gaming talk shows where people are watching right now. So – I'm loving live streaming. It's a great technology. It's fun to do and, and, and great to work with some of the influencers. Watch in Magnus Carlson play chess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Nice, nice. <laughs> so, in, in thinking of speaking of watching people do things and thinking about stuff, you're obsessed with uh, Microsoft's Hololens. What's that? What's that all about? Yeah, Hololens is probably one of the coolest things that I've seen in the last month here. Um, Hololens is basically. It, they're holograms. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is is now real um, in terms of holograms. And uh, Microsoft did a demonstration. They were really doing a demonstration about the new capabilities of Windows 10. And what they ended up demonstrating was basically this, it looks like a Oculus Rift almost. Yeah. And people put it on, but instead of going into virtual reality, um, you actually see exactly what is in front of you, yeah. but then lifelike holograms yeah. are placed right in front of you, and you can actually interact with them yeah. in real life. Yeah. And the demo video that they had was absolutely mind-blowing. Um, people were able to um, develop designs you know, right in 3D, right in front of them, and then they were able to send them to um, you know, Windows 3D printing software, yeah. and then they were able to print like a quad helicopter, That's awesome. uh, you know, right basically in 30 minutes. Yeah. And it yeah. was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That's I mean, awesome. Any, any brand, any client that, you know, that has a really hard time visualizing yep. what their products could look like. I mean, this could be a total game changer. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I see it all over the place. There was an interesting um, extension of that, uh, that I saw on a site called Everyday Augmented Reality. Um, they talked about a real-time augmentative reality ad block. So many of us are familiar with the ad block technology, the extensions installed on browsers that completely block out banner ads and other sorts of ads are, are on there. This is an amazing video. Look at it in the show notes. Uh, what this does is it uses virtual reality so that when you're looking around and you see a logo of a brand, it will match that up in the database, know it's a corporate logo, <laughs> and completely blur it from your vision, uh, removing all those those valuable logos and, and brands that we've spent so long building up. Uh, so it, it's going to be, it, it's interesting to see this do is obviously not, everybody, not everyone's going to walk around with these giant set of goggles on, 
uh, but there are people thinking about um, the technology and how to do that. Um, another thing we saw this week, Amit, was another stunning use uh, of visuals uh, that I thought was absolutely interesting that you shared out with our team. What, what was that that you found? Yeah, th this is what's called cinemagraphs. And cinemagraphs mm. are basically animated GIFs, but only a part of the GIF is actually animated, where the rest of it is still. So it looks absolutely yeah. beautiful. You, do you see the, the Harry Potter movies? Yeah. You know when they read the newspaper and it's like the, the moving picture in the newspaper? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Me yeah. That that's, exactly, that's exactly right. Um, so the, the real news, this is, cinemagraphs have been around for you know a couple of years yeah. now. Um, so that perspective, that, that's nothing new. The, the real news is that um, with Facebook autoplay, you're starting to see some more brands yeah. hack Facebook using a video ad and um, and creating their own cinemagraphs that That's are awesome. now on Facebook. And basically, you know, people are just stopping in their newsfeed and just staring for, yeah. you know, a minute, two minutes. And, you know, that's... That's what we want. That's what we want out of it. They're strangely hypnotic because it looks like a still ad and then just one corner of it is uh, is moving. I think we saw uh, just liquid being poured while the rest mm -hmm. of it was still. There was a woman blinking her eyes while the rest of it was still. They're, they're absolutely hypnotic for, for some strange reason. It's something I think we're going to see a lot, a lot more. more. Yeah, and, and with the recent announcement of Instagram, um, you know, automatically looping videos, you know, that's going to be another place where you're going to see a ton more in cinemagrams. Yep, yep. great. Um, quick reminder, the, the Code Media Conference, this is the conference uh, Recode puts on uh, every single week, Recode being one of my favorite conferences of the year. They'll be doing their media conference next year. You can follow it live at the recode.net website. Interesting speakers, and, and this is the type of conference uh, where they've done other conferences where people have broken some significant news at these sites. So I'm hoping we get something next week. Uh, I know Adam Bain, the president of Revenue and Partnerships from Twitter, is going to be there. Ev Williams, one of the founders of Twitter, is going to be there. Chris Cox, the chief product officer from Facebook, is going to be there, as well as Nick Denton, who founded Gawker, and, and Mark Cuban, who seems to be everywhere these days, <laughs> uh, going to be talking uh, next week. So keep your eyes on it, and we'll, of course, have every single recap of the news that comes out of it next week that go there. Uh, so to wrap up, I want to talk about non-business internet, to getting getting our inspiration from what people have created that is absolutely amazing out of there. Amit, what's your favorite piece of internet this week? Yeah, mine is is President Obama and his BuzzFeed video trying hilarious. to get people to go to healthcare.gov. Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing that we've learned from Obama is that he knows how to internet. And yeah. He does it yeah. so well. S set up this video. What does what he what does he do in this video? So in this video, um, he he partnered with BuzzFeed, and basically it's things everybody does but doesn't talk about. So yeah. it shows um, him himself and one of his staffers, you know, getting ready in the morning, practicing, yeah. you know, uh, you know, talking to themselves yeah. in, in front of the the, the mirror. Um, drawing, you know, shows uh, Obama drawing like a real rough sketch of Michelle. <laughs> you know, it's hilarious. Um, you know, it show, you know, you know, the president's a big basketball fan, yeah. so shows him, you know, counting down three, two, one, and you know, tossing a piece yeah. of garbage into yeah. into the trash can. It's just hilarious. It shows, you know, Obama's human side and his humor, and it really is going towards attracting millennials yep. um that that really hard to reach topic yep. on a really serious issue yeah a serious issue getting people to sign up for it in a hard to reach stuff they just nailed it with that that buzzfeed yeah, tie 24 million views in like two days so yeah. 
you know, they, they really awesome. hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. What about you, Ben? What'd you see? I, it's no secret that I'm obsessed with podcasts. I love a ton of them. <clears throat> One of my favorite podcasts is something Reddit just started called Upvoted. Uh, Upvoted is where they find interesting stories from across the Reddit community. Uh, and then they surface them and turn them into a podcast about it. Um, so there was a great one. Uh, there was an Ask Me Anything interview from December where they had three female computer scientists at, at MIT answering questions. Uh, and there was just this tremendous podcast where they brought these three women together and, and talked about what it's like to be in technology as a woman and uh, some of the stuff they go through and how people perceive them. But but also some of the interesting stuff about why we need so much more diversity in tech. And it was absolutely a fascinating podcast. This podcast in general was great. Uh, but I found myself listening to this one three or four times, just hearing this this wonderful, diverse perspective that, that we don't get too often in the echo chamber. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So that wraps it up for the week, everybody. Um, we will be back next week with more interesting internet news and some of the greatest stuff that people did. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you.